Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of Fallspot, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, and uh, Bruce has invited me into his home uh, to discuss today's topic, uh, which he has deemed trespassing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Loosely. 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 This has been a tiff. Uh, it's interesting because this is a topic that we both know we want to talk about, but it's very hard to sort of put a hand, get a handle on exactly what what it is. Yeah. So like, um, it, it's a it's a thing that we've talked about many times before off mic, um, and it's it's a thing that I know isn't going to be a really. Not, it'll be of interest to a lot of our listeners out there, um, but I don't think it is necessarily going to resonate with all of them, or at least like they won't have necessarily had experience with, like because it is not right. necessarily a decision, a, a factoring decision in whether to play certain commanders. Right. So today we wanted to talk about uh, when. Choosing new commanders or when, uh, I guess we just noticed it through observation, uh, that uh, specifically in smaller playgroups, uh, especially consistent playgroups, uh, there is little overlap when it comes to specific commanders. Um, decks may go about the same way, but it never really seems to be like... I like nobody in our playgroup has a Tesa deck, or I mean, nobody other has, than you, other than me. Yeah, nobody has a Grenzo deck other than you. Right. Um, this honestly, this is a this is something that has uh, that has been consistent mm-hmm. in my playgroup. I realize I'm a bit of an anomaly here. I have had consistent playgroups uh, for since I started playing Magic in the in the late in the mid to late 90s uh i had a group that i played with uh, when i first started playing then another group that i played with when i moved back home and was living at home in cologne in prince george then another group uh when i was living in winnipeg and then another group now having come to boston and this has been a consistent thing right across the board and it's it's not something that we, that I don't think I've ever. It, there's no rule about it. It's just happened this way. Where for commander decks, if someone's already built the commander, you don't you don't build that deck. Yeah, and you it's just, yeah, it's it's never been like a rule either. It just happens. Right. I've never had that. I've never had that rule in my play group in any of the groups that we've been that I've been in. It. Just, it's just nobody does it. And this this extended to out even before Commander. Hmm. So a nobody lot of my... A, nobody wanted a rabid, a rabid wombat deck? Go figure. Um, but with 60-card casual decks, if somebody was doing something, if it was a, you know, a combination that was driving the deck, mm-hmm. then nobody else did that. Or if it was, you know, check it out, my deck wins by doing you know, these five things to get to this life total so that I can then do this. Okay, well, that's definitely a thing. And you know what? Your deck kicks butt 
but nobody was going to copy it because mm-hmm. it was that good. Right. It was, you know, the response wasn't, if you can't beat him, join him. The response was, let's beat him. Yeah. And, you, you know, if the deck is good enough, it'll warp the meta around it. But nobody copied the deck. <laughs> and that's, and and it really rings true with Commander. Um, to the point where um, it's not just, it's not necessarily just the Commander itself that you don't copy. You know, sometimes somebody finds a particular card or something that works really well and really works well with the theme of that commander. Mm-hmm. And even there, you see people who are sort of like hesitant. They kind of lay off a little bit. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about cards like Smothering Tithe or, uh, you know, these cards that are just good in any deck right. where they can hold it. I'm talking about some of these cards that are good with a specific commander or good with a commander that does right. that thing. Right. And there might be a group of commanders that do that thing, but nobody ever even uses that card. Now, I'm not really want looking to spend our podcast talking to going that deep. Right. I think we can just narrow Keep this down surface. to the commander. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting too because it's it's definitely a it's a it's a product of the fact that we have uh, a dozen people in our yeah our rotating play group uh we aren't uh we aren't going to an lgs and playing sitting down and playing with somewhat strangers and we're not like we are we understand the privilege where we're coming from that we have a consistent play group um and uh we are not shunning anybody to uh that would like to play the same commander, the same deck, whatever. Like it, it is solely just an observation we made and trying to dissect that uh, because um, as it may not be pertinent in an LGS type meta, um, I'm sure that there are plenty of our listeners that, that can relate to this mm-hmm. um, or at least would see some interest in uh the 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 nuance of yeah. of uh, what's happening here. I Not guess. every podcast is for every person, right? So this this is definitely go- this is definitely something that 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 you're only really going to see with the with, with you know when you've got yeah. uh, an, a closed environment essentially. Yeah. It's interesting so. um, because I think uh, you you look at you look at the meta of standard or you look at the meta of even say draft mm-hmm. um, like a standard draft is self-correcting because generally there's uh, an archetype that comes out in the lead and then every other meta or every other archetype kind of forms around it to push it back down and um, that's kind of what we're seeing here and what you were describing earlier with with decks that seem to do a powerful thing right people aren't copying it they're uh forming around it to bring it back down to the level and right um kind of uh, adapting i guess mm-hmm. uh and but yeah I, I think like um with our with our play group it's like for instance uh somebody in our play group john he's got animar mm-hmm. who Essentially, he he's got it so that it's 
almost all morphs. <laughs> so then very quickly he can just start playing his morphs for free. He doesn't morph them for free, but he gets them out. And then he's got a lot of them. Yeah. And then uh, Yanomar has pro-black and pro-white anyway. So then he gets bigger, rams through, bunch of damage. Mm-hmm. My first point, I guess, is going to be... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to build that deck because... I can see, A, how, for lack of a better term, how much of a pain it can be to play against. I'm not going to build down Animar because I don't want to subject my opponents to that. But I don't mind playing against Animar overall. What a weird conundrum. Um, it's interesting because for me, um, when we first thought about this topic, my gut response mm-hmm. has always been, well, that's his. Right. Uh, you know, that is that is John's deck, or that's Amy's deck, or that's, you know, whoever. That's their deck. It's not mine. Yeah. And since they did it first, they get it. <laughs> right. It's, it, it, it's definitely, yeah, along right. the lines of almost becoming an identity, for instance, your Grenzo deck. Yeah. Like, I will forever see Grenzo and be like, that's a Bruce card. Um, right. And I think that that not only shares this uh, bond of like between like obviously between player and commander, but between the group and like really solidifies this this relationship that right. we, this interpersonal relationship we have. Because um, I mean, for those, you know, go go in the way back machine. Mm-hmm. EDH. When EDH started, the, obviously it was Elder Dragon Highlander, and everybody's commander was one of the Elder Dragons. But it was their commander, so they laid claim to it, and no one else, no one else got to use it. Mm. And this continued for a while, even when they expanded it out to other legendary creatures. You claimed it; it's yours. Period. <laughs> Obviously, this is unsustainable for all of Commander. Um, it, it, it's sort of a, at least for me initially, it's kind of that kind of a carry forward. With a group this small, you know, it, it, once you're, even with 12 people, I mean, there are so many Commanders. There, there's no reason. So, yeah. Um, I mean, my, one of my points was just the idea of, I want variety. Yeah. Why? And, I mean, Animar is... Animar is a good a good uh, jumping off point for this. You can build multiple different Animar decks in completely different ways. Yeah, Animar offers a whole lot of things. Like I said, John's John's doing it with Morph. Uh, you know, there aren't very many Animar decks out there that are doing that. Um, so it wouldn't be that hard to create another one that's completely different. But I'm not going to. Right. And I don't think anybody else in the group is, because John plays Animar. Yeah, and I think as long as, as long as that's kind of in your head too, like it, it will always be compared. Like, yeah. it, no matter if you, no matter how different it is, people will always be like, "Oh, like how does this stack up John's?" And that's that never feels good. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's an interesting side effect of having such a small meta such a small play group where i play a lot of 
historic brawl on Arena. Um, the amount of uh, first sliver decks I play against is absurd mm-hmm. because people like that right. play style of all right i get to cascade into things that make me unbeatable right um i'm not gonna touch that deck uh for a multitude of reasons um one of which being it's stale uh it does one thing and that's it uh but um beyond that like the fact that it is so ubiquitous right um makes you kind of realize like well if it was as if any commander was as ubiquitous in our small play group as the first sliver is in historic brawl like it kind of makes you realize like like of course i'm not gonna play somebody else's commander because it's like why do i want (laughs) why do why why does there need to be more right i mean it's when, already here. Right. Once you get past that one game novelty of, wouldn't it be cool if all of us ran the same commander? Mm. Um, and then you play the game. And then, like, oh, okay, we, we did that. Yeah. Why would I want to do it again? I want the variety. I really <laughs> want the variety. That I mean, to me, a big part of magic is reaching across the table and seeing a card and thinking to myself, wow, I would never have thought to put that card in the deck. Or... You know, I've never even seen this card. What does this card do? Mm. I like the variety. If you're playing, if multiple people are playing one commander, the odds of the variety have to go down because yeah. there are certain commanders that do want certain cards. And you know, I'm already not thrilled about the idea that you know, Soul Ring and Temple of the False God <laughs> belong in almost every single deck because mm. I want variety in the decks. Yeah. So, you know. I think variety is kind of this playgroup's flavor. It makes sense why there are commanders that are more popular than others. Mm-hmm. It makes sense why you go to an LGS, there's, you know, six. Uh, Atraxa, oh, Kenrith. Yeah. It would make sense why there's a handful of Atraxas, a handful of, uh, yeah. what's the, Coma? Why, like, because it's powerful, it does a thing, people like the big splashy things Mm -hmm. in their favor, but it ends up being samey, regardless of how different the deck actually is. The closest that we've come to this in our group is Moldrotha, Mm -hmm. because... I had one. You had one. Yep. Josh had one, and now Josh, that's two different Joshes, has one. Mm Mm-hmm. So none of them were really there at the same time. Um, they and, have a, yeah. And honestly, uh, Josh, Josh number one, or mm-hmm. the Josh with the first one, no one had it before. And then he stopped playing it and left the group. And you built one that was very different. Mm. And then you stopped playing it. And then the second Josh came in. And I don't know that he ever knew that you ran it. No. Um, and, and, he, he, and he, I think he had it before he even joined. Yeah. So. And like, honestly, Muldroth is a perfect example because it, again, it's the, I think it's like the number one Saltai commander. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It, it is attractive as a commander. Um, 
Yeah, no, no, I get it, I'm, but even something that's that alluring mm-hmm. really doesn't see the overlap here. Yeah, you know, just because somebody else has built it, right? So, um, so it sort of goes along that line. But this is, you know, that's why we're talking about this. Is just because it just it was unwritten. This wasn't yeah. this wasn't something that was stated. It just happened, and that's sort of the way it rolls. I think it's an interesting dynamic where it's never been anything that anybody's said. And it ends up being this... um, Somebody makes a deck with a commander. And generally, because nobody makes that commander, you never have this competition of, like, who's got the better one? Or... Uh, we'll we'll talk about this after the break, but like, uh, you know, because you can build a deck so many ways, uh, how different is different enough? But uh, before we before we really go any further, I'm gonna just toss it to break real quick because we've got a cool sponsor here uh, telling you about the their thing, and we'll be right back. This episode of Temple of False Pod is brought to you by Andy's Beckett Brass Deck. Nobody else's deck. Andy's Beckett Brass Deck. Mine. All right, back to you. Um. Okay, so we've been going through with our group, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I see this with some, I see this with a lot of the a lot of other other groups as well where we don't see a lot of overlap with the commanders how would this change um what i'm really thinking about is with our group Mm -hmm. we don't build a lot of decks right you and i are likely the most prolific deck builders and to be fair that's one every like 12 weeks yes (laughs) yeah yeah I, i don't build a lot of decks um but others in the group go much longer. Uh, you know, there are there are a handful of people in right. our group who have built decks, and I would argue haven't built a new deck in a year, maybe two years. At least um, that there are other people who have built new decks, mm-hmm. but just don't run very many. They'll run, you know, they'll only run like three or four different commanders. Um. So if we had a group of 12 and everybody was building at least one new deck every month, do you think we would start seeing overlap? Or do you think we would just start seeing a whole lot of different... Because, I mean, you know... I mean, I feel like with one a month, I know personally I would start tearing older decks apart if only for the cards themselves... Um, well, yeah. So I, I don't think we would see necessarily too much overlap in current decks, right. but we well, would definitely be like, oh, like uh, Bruce now has a new Beckett Brass deck or something. Um, yeah. The reason I say this is because I mean, with our group, um, okay. So just I went to EDH Rec. I'm looking at their top uh, top commanders over the past two years, and uh, one. Maybe three of the top 20 
our decks that have even been built for us. <laughs> so if we wanted to, it really wouldn't be that hard to build more decks. If when, by the time you get to 10 decks, you start tearing apart old decks to build new decks, it means your group is still never going to have more than, well, let's ballpark it at 100 commanders. Is there is there going to be overlap at that point or not? Right. Um, because, I mean, especially with our group, the power level is not that high. So it's not like you feel like you have to play some of the best commanders. You can choose any commander, build the deck, and be competitive in our group just by, I mean, if you've got a particularly weak commander, then you buff the deck, is just make the deck stronger, and the commander is sort of an adjunct to the deck. Whereas other decks where you've got a powerful commander, you make the rest of the deck a little bit, a little bit soft, and it all balances out. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not. I'm really not sure how that would work, just because of the volume. Um, but given that Wizards is producing, you know, how many legends now in every set? In a set <laughs> every cassette seems to come out every two months. Um, it, I don't even know that our group would be able to keep up. Yeah. Even at making a new deck every month. I think it would be interesting because I feel like if we were to task our group with making a new deck every month, we would end up finding that some people would converge just solely based on like just the based way on the odds, the odds, but also like the way some of us like to play. Yeah. Um, um, I think like for me, that's a big part of it is uh, even if I was to not have a single card be the same the decks would feel the same and i like i was saying before uh the break um but the deck building challenge of like trying to figure out how this commander wants the deck to go um loses its luster i guess um and um because I think once you see somebody play it, once you see, especially in person with your playgroup, um, it becomes like like you're never going to be able to build the deck and not think of you know X Y Z cards, right. um, and you're just going to fall into that place, um, which again isn't bad. It's not a bad thing. Um, it yeah. is just a it, it becomes a different deck building exercise um, because I mean personally I, I know that <laughs> I know that there's this this uh, stigma around uh, like net decking right um, just in overall in the magic community not necessarily commander but overall uh I, I don't care. I mean, if somebody wants to play exactly the same deck that you're playing, they can. Great. Um, <clears throat> They're welcome to. I just... I think it's going to be boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, and this is... But, like... I mean, it, it's going to come back... If that's their from, thing. Right. But for me, it's going to come back to the variety aspect. Um, you know, playing against copy of your deck mm -hmm. 
offers variety the first time. Right. And then it kind of stops. Yeah. You know, uh, it just... it. I think it's funny, too. Something. Yeah, I think it's funny, too, because, like... Um, somebody wants to play my deck, they can just ask. Uh, I'll just give it to them. Right. Or not it's, give it to them. But well, like, especially, let, with let our, them especially with our group. Yeah. We're... Because, because it's, you know... Because we've got a core group and we trust each other. Mm. It, you know, none of us have a problem with handing over a stack of cards and just saying, here, play this. Yeah. Um, and that may not be true for other groups, but right. it's certainly true for us. And it works out fairly well. Because, I mean, if you want to get a sense of what it's like to get play against your deck, you'll find out. Mm. Um, if you want to see somebody try and run your deck differently than you do, you can certainly do that as well. Um Part of the issue, I think, with that whole, with having two people play the same deck is, um, you know, if I build, if I build Beckett Brass. Yeah. And I win with it. Right. More often than you do. (laughs) Well, then, then suddenly, you know, well, that, that just starts bringing out the feel bads. Yeah. Like, well, wait a minute. You know, because now it starts to feel like, you know, feel like I didn't build a good enough deck. Now suddenly it's a rating as to which deck is worse to play against. Who wants this? This is uh, especially, especially in a sealed play group where you're going to play against these people all the time. Right. You really don't want to be creating a, a feel bad situation. And it could certainly work the other way too. If I build the deck, and I, you know, I win one in every fifteen games, as compared to when you play Beckett Brass and you win one of every five games. Yeah. Well, now it's like, okay, so did I build this pile of crap, or am I just a bad Magic player? <laughs> and you know, why did I build it so poorly? Why didn't I build it better? If I'm the second one building, and I even had a template to work with, and I still couldn't come up with something better, it it's all of this stuff, and it's like. You it, don't need any of this to happen. Yeah. Just build a different build with a different commander. <laughs> it's it's interesting too cuz like like I've seen plenty of times where you know somebody doesn't have a commander deck or somebody's tired of their own commander deck and they're like, "Hey Bruce, can I borrow one?" and you're like, "Sure." And the deck plays differently than I've ever seen it played before. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we are as magic players. That's how magic players are is that you you pick up a deck of cards and if you don't know exactly what it's supposed to do, there's intention with every single card being in there right. uh, as the deck builder. But then, you know, drawing the first seven and being like, "All right, it's got some lands in it. I'll play it." Uh, it's just gonna it's gonna be different, right? Well, um, I had somebody played my my Grenzo deck, mm-hmm. and they played it Voltron. Hmm. They didn't, you know. Uh, they didn't immediately play like I mean the deck is set up so that yeah, so that if you if you make Grenzo a three three, mm-hmm. then you can flip any creature off the bottom of the a bottom of your library and right. it will be able to come into play. So you just want to pour as much so you so you mana s- in you put enough mana into Grenzo to make him a three three. Right. And then you just keep pouring it into his ability. Yes, and just keep doing 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 doing. So somebody played Grenzo, mm-hmm. and you know they did it that way, 
and then it got killed <laughs> and then they thought to themselves you know what I've got 12 mana on the table or whatever however much mana yeah so when I see that I think to myself okay well then I have to pay 5 for Grenzo that leaves me with 7 uh, that if activations cost 2 then I'm looking at 3 activations and 1 spare mana well he looked at it and said no I'm going to play Grenzo where X is five or seven. Mm. And they made him into a nine, nine and it turned into Voltron Grenzo where he was swinging. And uh, it was just a completely different way to look at it and not something I had ever thought, even thought to consider. Mm. But again, I didn't need somebody else to build the deck to run it that way. It just, just share the deck yeah and go that route um i think yeah i think as we're starting to get a little off topic um we'll be talking more about grenzo in a couple weeks uh spoiler alert uh (laughs) (laughs) episode eight uh of this season um but um i i think that that kind of like brings up a good point though like it there are just a cursory glance at Scryfall, 1,200 legendary creatures. 1,271 currently. Um, Now, some of those have partners, so there's more commander choices than there's, let's say, 1,300. Just round it off. Right. Um, And you can even shrink that. Yeah. Just, you know, getting rid of the the true garbage. And... To say, like, for a five-color commander, you're playing Golos as a Golos deck, and Golos gets banned, uh, if you're not able to switch out your commander into a different five-color commander, I'm astonished. Please tell me. Please show me that list. Uh, Because, like, a lot of decks generally... Uh, there is probably another commander that would work just as well. Um, especially when you get higher with a uh, number of colors. Um, because the restriction is is less. So right. you're going to be, you know. So as the number of colors go up, the... Oddly enough, the, the homogeny of the deck list itself is going to increase. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's all the decks are going to generally look the same uh, as you add more mm-hmm. colors. Um, that sounds boring. Um, not only to build, but also to play, play against, mm-hmm. um, could go on. Uh, and, it really kind of defeats the purpose of commander, um, which is you know you're digging out these these niche playable cards. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Bruce's building in a meal deck right now, um, and he showed me this card that I've never seen before from M12, uh, Stonehorn Dignitary. Now I don't know if this has a history in Magic or if it's just going to be real powerful in this deck um but it's a it's three and a white one four when 
it enters the battlefield target opponent skips uh, their next combat phase um, a meal is a deck that cares about blinking or flickering mm-hmm. and uh, the I mean if I was to build an Emil deck I would have never known about that card um, so it, it is it is interesting to see I guess to come back to my point uh, it's interesting to see like the the way that our playgroup can self-regulate toward having almost a one-to-one like commander to player um so like you yeah. don't have that overlap right not only for like the redundancy f- factor but like for i mean like I, that's it the redundancy factor yeah. there is no more like yeah. it, the redundancy itself is what spoils any given legendary creature yeah um yeah i don't know not not to say that like i would be upset if anybody built a deck with the same creature as me it just i think we as a group have kind of you know like i said self-regulated yeah. uh and it, it it happens that we don't really have much overlap right um if you ever feel the urge, not you, Bruce, but the listener, uh, if you ever feel the urge to to play the same deck as somebody else, try it with a different commander. Try it with um, slight differences. Um, make yeah, I mean, everyone always says that you know, commander deck building is all about expressing yourself. Express yourself. Be different. Yeah. Uh, or at least try. <laughs> I it's interesting because there there is a part of me that would you know that would get a kick out of running the same commander as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um however, I really don't believe that it would be that much fun for more than one or two games. Yeah. And then I would want to take it all apart and honestly, I build decks I don't build decks fast enough. To feel like I want to build a deck and then pull it apart in a month, yeah, to build something else. I, my decks tend to stay together for a long time. So, um, yeah, honestly, I to... I ramped up building decks when we started this podcast, yeah. um, and not because of any sort of like deadline or anything. Like the the lists that we make at the end of each season, I don't think. I mean. I've built one of them in paper, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like a fun exercise. And I think just I have only been more and more inspired once I've been digging into what makes a good commander for me. Right. Um, I was just listening to last week's episode of Commands, uh, Commander Sphere, Commander Sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about... Uh, it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, title of an episode of a deck that always wins or something along those lines. Uh, and it was like, oh, we cracked it. Yeah. Uh, and basically what it came down to is your deck doing your thing. 
like doing doing its thing yeah and that's like you want to make that as consistent as possible rather than making the witness consistent as possible right uh dan was talking about how is a togatog deck the thing he wants to do is make it 40 power and fling it at somebody you're gonna get to do that once realistically um you're not gonna win the game that way no more than not i mean you're more more than not you're gonna eh, yeah you get what i'm saying you're gonna be able to win a handful of times over a lifetime with that strategy but like it got to do its thing and that's great um and to build a the same commander as somebody uh it's going to be hard to not a improve and optimize it and b it's going to be hard not to do exactly the thing that they did um yeah if if you've got the you know the 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 urge to run mm -hmm. to run the same commander then you really are looking for you really are looking at commanders that can do something dramatically different from one deck to the next these these uh you're looking for commanders that have a lot of flex yeah um, that that aren't the one trick pony as much as i hate to say this atraxa gets mm -hmm. a hor gets a bad rap because everybody because almost everybody seems to just want to build it as a way to load it up with com with, load it up with with planeswalkers right like super friends builds right super duper a friends atraxa can make an amazing voltron deck mm but nobody's going to build that. And part of the problem is, of course, is because <laughs> everybody knows that Atraxa, what the Atraxa deck is. So that's what they're all expecting. Mm -hmm. So they're not waiting around to give you a little extra time because, you know, the Voltron deck isn't as powerful and it takes a little more time to develop. It's like, well, that's too bad. You're running Atraxa. We assume you're running Super Friends. We're going right. to pound you into the ground. But it means that, in theory... Two people could be running the Atraxa deck and have very different decks, but it's still um, it's the, it's the same vibe. It 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 doesn't have yeah. its particular identity, and I think that that's what our that's what our playgroup values. Yeah. Um, not to say that any other way is wrong. That's just how our playgroup works, right. and we value the the individual identity of a deck right and closely relate it to its deck building sure i mean a big part of the allure is that you know look at this thing that i have built and i have found these in interesting interactions and i have mm. done this well great but if somebody else has already built that commander then it feels a lot more like Look at this amazing thing that I saw someone else do, <laughs> and look how I've changed this to try and make it my own, so it's not really mine, but it's mine. Right. And it's like, especially now, there are so many, so many commanders to choose from. You can, you know, take your great idea, run a different commander, run with that idea. Or look for commanders and then find something there. It's just the depth of variety in this format. I mean, Wizards is making hundreds of commanders every year now. Mm. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I don't know how big your group would have to be. I don't know how many decks someone would have to build for you to feel like you have no option but to build something that someone else has already built. Right. So, yeah, find, find something original. You know, it's it's that. I mean, even to kind of go off that point jokingly, yeah. like, uh, it it's that it's that fun saying of like, oh, like welcome to X place. Uh, don't like the weather? Wait ten minutes. Yeah, you know, generally seen as like Midwestern New England. But anyway, right. uh, like, oh, you, you can't find a commander to play? Wait a month. Yeah, wait a month. Someone will, uh, wizards will make make whatever you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not trying to maximize that build. Find find a new commander. Find something else. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, if if, you, if you're in desperate need of a commander, fine. You know what? I'll take apart one of my undecks, and <laughs> and, and you can be the one who uh, who takes over and can build that deck. Uh, I'll happily I'll happily discard it if I'm, somebody uh, else wants to build it. I'm I'm interested to see uh, with more and more dice rolling if we're ever going to get a true like black bordered replacement for Buzzbark. Uh, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm I I've been trying so hard to not turn this into some sort of like lesson or like lecture type episode. Yeah, I, uh, the difficulty it, is that we we run we run in a playgroup that doesn't do this right that doesn't make the that doesn't build the same deck we always build something different and i understand why we do it right i mean there's a whole variety of reasons but when yeah. it comes down to it it is variety and you i think that's stuff, something yeah different, so i think that's what i kind of wanted to get from this episode was less yeah. of like like oh like do this or don't do that and more of like this is our experience and it's interesting and I just wanted to chat about it um, because like there is no right or wrong. Yeah. Well, does there a wrap? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I posted on Twitter and I asked if, uh, have you ever built a commander deck with a legend that someone else in your play group was already using? And the responses were yes. Uh, well, 60% of people said yes, either yes that they had or no, but they would. So 60% of people in my uh, very unscientific poll <laughs> would say, would, would presented with the right, you know, with the right opportunity or the right situation, would make a, uh, would use the same commander. Right. Um, and 40% say they would not. So, um, And it's interesting, too, because, like, I mean, I'll be honest. I voted. It For me, it depends. Like, there have definitely been times where I'm like, oh, I, I would. Right? Um, like, it's never been a thing that I, that I feel like has ever stopped me, is seeing that somebody else is... Oh, built it. I have definitely been stopped yeah. building decks. Um, um, well, uh, the Valentin. Mm-hmm. I had planned to build this deck. And then I found out our, our friend Will had built the deck. Yeah. And they were playing it. And I watched this and I said to myself, have to come up with a different, a different commander that does what this is doing. 
and I didn't build it. Yeah. And honestly, Valentine's fine as a commander. Yeah. There are plenty of other things that do exactly the same thing. No. Yep. Um, but I think like the the interesting takeaway with this poll, um, like obviously, so like one of the choices is no, I'm not a monster. Obviously, slightly like jokey, like like nobody's a monster for nobody nobody thinks anybody's a monster for for doing that. But it is also like there's there's this. Uh, there's no follow-up to the question of like, oh, do you play in a smaller group? Do you play at an LGS? Do you X, Y, Z? Uh, and obviously Twitter doesn't have that right. feature. Um, but, I mean, it, it is a good, even with uh, 30-ish votes, like it gives you a good idea that it is pretty close to 50-50. I don't think I would ever... I don't think I would ever not play against somebody who has the same commander as me or the same commander as somebody else in my playgroup. I, I, it, w- it would never be a thing that crosses my mind of like saying like, no, you can't, you can't do that. Right. Um, Cause like, whatever. <laughs> um, it, it is a self imposed, there we go. A self imposed restriction that uh, for me kind of comes down to the joy of deck building and, the puzzle solving of figuring out how to build any certain commander um, once I see it done right. and in action, I'm never going to be able to not think of that experience. Right. Um, right. And again, I've seen that experience. Uh, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> uh, let, let somebody else have that experience and I will work my way around it so alright we've got some dinner waiting so oh, I think it's time to wrap this up yeah let's uh let's go goodbye uh <laughs> just, just end it there anyway thank you so much for listening thanks for hanging out thanks for talking shop we're Temple of the Falls Pod where our decks are not optimized but our plays sure as heck are fun I'm Andy I'm Bruce uh have a great night thank you again so much for listening May your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fit land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!